Citizens of the Reject Nation, I am just walking out of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This is my non-spoiler review, and I am in love. I am back to feeling that Marvel magic. This is not only everything I want from a Marvel movie. This is everything I want from a movie. This is everything I want from art. This made me feel. This was a magic trick where James Gunn basically put me in a state of awe and then punctuated that awe with despair and joy. So I was left with this insane whirlwind of just feeling. It's all the characters you love and being reminded of why you love them. It is everything you want from the action spectacle in that the action has weight to it. This felt so tangible, especially considering it is so bright and cosmic and loud. There are elements of this that are so comic booky. This might be the most comic booky of my favorite comic book films in that a lot of times like you add a comic book element and it doesn't quite work for the medium of comics this is insane there are lovecraftian villains there are chimera-esque villains there are um fleshy organic planetoids there's so much stuff that is pure jim starlin cosmic that somehow worked in this medium and i and i cannot believe it exists this well this balance and again, that's all because you trust in these characters and your investment and your love for these characters really makes you able to be a part of any one of these moments and be like, yeah, that feels like it affects me. Yeah, this is something that I'm feeling. And a lot of that is, is obviously tied to the chemistry of the Guardians, but it's also tied into the editing, the, the, the writing, the directing. And here also ties to the villain. The villain here, the High Evolutionary, is a top tier comic villain. He's able to be both enormous, like not quite mustache twirly, but big and bold and loud and zodish, but also manipulative in a really contained way. There's a lot of elements of tiny nuanced decisions that make you hate him because of a, a contained malignant move or, or decision that it's really interesting when juxtaposed with a lot of the big swings. And we've been on this journey with the Guardians for a long time. And the first film I consider, you know, about uh, family. And then the second film, obviously, about family. And then the third film is about found family. The first film, I'd say mother, second father, third about self. And you just feel this connection between all three films that is so unique to any trilogy. This is easily my favorite of the Marvel films as far as trilogies go. This is probably tied with the first film. I need to decide if the first or this film is my favorite. It is definitely my favorite trilogy because as I said, this this is amongst my favorite comic films of all time. This is either my top five or top three MCU movies. This thing is crazy. I digress. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break down some elements for you. So we've got the duos, right? We've got the Gamora Star-Lord relationship, which I think is fascinating. And I think they do a really good job and actually exceeded my expectations. That was one of the only elements I was worried about was how they'd handle that relationship. And they definitely maneuver between two extremes and all the while you're really, really in love with hope. And I think that's exactly what this movie needed. Then you've got the Mantis-Drax relationship, which I think really, really is an interesting byproduct of having the holiday special came out when it did. What that relationship is, is not just between them. It's not just this beautiful platonic relationship that I think was really well written, so it doesn't become anything more. It also impacts the overall team in a really interesting way in this film. The team dynamic that comes from how Drax and Mantis relate is really wonderful, especially in relating to Gamora. You've got Rocket, who will test the very limits 
of what you think you can feel for an animated creature. Special effects are at a new level here, especially with emotional connection, man. That that uncanny valley is broken in how much you can feel and, and the depths of which you can believe in something that's ones and zeros. Bradley Cooper, take a bow. Good God. And there's a really cool use of timeline there. There's a really cool use of chronology. And I love how jarring it is. And I think it's the only way this movie works is by testing you, by vexing you, by putting you through the ringer emotionally. Because all these characters are full of trauma, including, as ever, one of the MVPs of the entire MCU, Nebula. She is trauma incarnate. Her arc has been beautiful to see. Karen Gillan is such a force of nature as an actor. Like, you can put her in that position and have her have that character, and you can just love this black-eyed, evil daughter of Thanos that isn't evil, that's overcome everything, that you think hates but loves just so impossibly deeply, and that's so special. And then you've got Cosmo. This dog we've wanted to see in movies forever is here, and she is wonder. She is magic. And then some new characters I don't want to spoil anything of, but uh, Rocket's Lady is everything you want to be from the comics, and all the characters in that uh, almost Toy Story 2, I think it's Toy, no, Toy Story 1. Toy Story 1-esque are uh, exactly what you want out of that scene where you discover the origins of Rocket that he's kept so close to the vest for all these years. It's <sighs> these characters. So that juxtaposed with your hatred for High Evolutionary, that mixed with the cosmic wonder of what this builds out to. It is absolutely stunning what they're able to accomplish. And then you've got the scale of it, right? So the scope of the Marvel Universe is always a struggle. Basically with Marvel, you're always having to have uh, ever escalating like world ending events, but it doesn't always work because basically if everything is an Avengers level event, nothing is an Avengers level event, right? So this is the first movie that to me feels like Infinity War. Feels like Endgame. Feels like stakes. Feels like there's weight, but also that there's weight outside of your team. Like, obviously we don't live in the MCU, but it definitely feels like there is something at stake that could affect you. Not in as direct of a way as, you know, I'm in harm, but you want the world to feel plausible and that something could happen that could harm you in some way. And the way they build the stakes here make it feel like that could somehow impact you. And that's really special with a Guardians of the Galaxy film. Uh, let's talk about a couple of the negatives. The negative I had with Adam Warlock definitely went away. In the beginning, I didn't love the characterization of Adam Warlock. Um, actually, feel like he was... It's funny, actually. It's, it's, it's kind of tying into the comics. In the beginning, he feels like when a writer doesn't know how to write Adam Warlock, but they do it on purpose. So the Adam Warlock characterization is, I think, intentionally misleading. And then they know him so well, it writes itself. It does solve some of those elements. So by the time it lands, I do really like Adam Warlock. I do really think that what they have him end up like is worth that initial, maybe not so great of a decision in the way he's introduced. There's a, a, an expediency to it that bothers me still, but it's all juice worth the squeeze in its situational uh, awareness. So Adam Warlock is a slight negative. Um, another negative I've heard is there's a bit of whiplash in how the drama and comedy goes back and forth. I completely patently disagree with that. I think that's what makes this movie special is 
that whiplash. I completely disagree with people saying it's too dark and too full of despair. That is what makes this movie sing. So people that are saying that, um, we had a different experience with the film. So those aren't negatives for me. Uh, I guess the only negative I really have is, man, this is a damn near five-star film. Um, I think the biggest negative I experienced was I would have loved, I think... A little more, you know, I actually don't have any negatives except for Adam Warlock. I was going to try to, like, make something negative that wasn't just now. I'm trying to find a problem with this movie. I loved it. It is so special. It is so what I needed it to be. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. One of my favorite MCU films of all time. One of my favorite comic films of all time. One of my favorite films of all time. James Gunn is about to make the DC Universe something truly monumental because this trilogy is the best trilogy in the mcu and one of the best trilogies in film and it sucked the landing and i'm so happy thank you reject nation please hit the like hit that subscribe bell please do comment let me know what you guys thought of the movie i tried to be as spoiler free as possible i am uh, very curious about the discourse of this film because i walked out of the theater going like everyone's gonna love it who could hate it apparently people i know and trust so it is, uh, it's going to be an interesting discourse. I adored it. Four and a half, maybe even five stars for me. Got a lot of love for the Guardians. A lot of love for James Gunn. A lot of love for comic fans getting that love back. Love the movie. Talk to you guys soon.